0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Cameron Edwin, the host of a failing children's science TV show called Above and Beyond, has always had aspirations of being an astronaut. After a satellite falls from orbit and crashes into the suburban home of a dysfunctional family in Ohio, Cameron seizes the opportunity to fulfill his dream of becoming an astronaut by rebuilding it into his own rocket ship. The film is called Linoleum, and we're joined today by the writer and director of the film, and that would be Colin West. Colin, welcome to Film School Radio. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. There's so much to like about the film Linoleum. It is a story that is in some ways rooted in the reality of a dysfunctional family dealing with a lot of things, including Cameron who's dealing with being pushed out of a project, something he's been working on for years with the expectation it was going to be successful. It was a connecting thread for him and his wife. There's so much tied up in his show, Above and Beyond. And as he he sees it failing, It brings into question a lot of things about life and expectations. And tonally, it has the feel of a film like Little Miss Sunshine, where a lot of different, rather absurd things feel completely plausible in the film. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about what inspired you to make Linoleum.
1: Sure. Um, Well, thanks for saying that. I mean, look, even to be in the same sentence as a movie like Little Miss Sunshine is uh, an honor. Um, I so the 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 script it took me about five years to write the script um and to sort of settle in on what the movie was uh initially it was really inspired by my grandparents their relationship uh they met when they were 16 were together for you know 65 plus years until they passed away a few years ago and um, my grandfather had to mention his later years it sort of started as trying to kind of look back at a life through the sort of subjective eyes of somebody who like my grandfather who was kind of going through his own sort of like memory issues i think that that sort of started things off but i think like the initial screenplay like the the first couple of years of writing the script honestly um it was a pretty sort of typically written flashback style relationship family drama kind of a thing actually, when my grandfather passed away, I was, you know, not to be too like melancholic, but I was in the room when it happened. And the nurse, you know, gave me his watch, his last possession that he had was his watch that was on, you know, I looked at it later that night, and I saw that it was actually three hours off. What I kind of realized in that moment was this idea that, you know, either he was living three hours in the future, or we're all living three hours in the past. And that kind of idea, of like subjective truth changed how I started to approach the screenplay in that I then began kind of like layering all of these timelines on top of each other and it sort of became what it is now. I I know probably a lot of people listening maybe haven't seen it yet. It's a kind of layered love story. You know there's a kind of like sci-fi sprinkle on the whole thing but really at its core it comes down to this kind of like an intergenerational love story.
0: In watching Linoleum, there's so much about the film that invites a viewer in. You, Jim Gaffigan, who plays Cameron Edwin, is uh, such a affable man. He's such an everyman. He has this bearing about him that is very relatable, and he's a nice person. And you can see how much he's going through, how much kind of internal and external turmoil he's dealing with with his show that he and his wife started. Uh, He's being pushed aside in some parts of his life that are very uh, troubling and upsetting for him. And along the way, the film poses these rather heavy kinds of um, questions about choices that we've made in our lives. And in the case of Cameron, he is living a life of which he does not regret the choices he made but there was always something else that he could have done and wanted to do but didn't get the chance is that yeah totally mike you know i think you're hitting on like
1: like the universality of of the the script in its like in its specificity of this one character and his like exact problems which are very specific to him right he's this kind of larger than life, you know, science, like science TV show hosts, like a Bill and I, the science guy. But under the surface, he's kind of dealing with all of these really human problems. You know, I think even that word like universality, I think really works well for this movie, you know, being that uh, it has this kind of like cosmic reach to it. But yeah, I, I I know what you mean. I think like this sort of tone that was set. I, one thing that I would say a lot when we were making the movie, especially to like our art department, who was creating this world that was set in three different time periods all at once without telling you there was that challenge and i think what we kept coming back to was like this movie is not set in a time it's set in a tone and that's what i kept coming back to and so like the logic of everything i threw out the window pretty early like it's not necessarily like the most logical movie but there is an emotional logic and arc that it follows that that really excited everybody was a, a challenge that everybody was really willing to accept because of that so I, I you know obviously I'm very indebted to my cast and crew Jim Gaffigan and Ray Seahorn especially who kind of really stepped up to the plate uh with their characters yeah that's I, I know what you mean it was, a, it was yeah a, it was well, a within
0: you. yeah within I'll say th- the three main storylines of the film mm-hmm. internal logic of it holds up I didn't sure. find anything about the way that the story unfolded within these three kind of tracking mm-hmm. right, stories that that threw me out of the element of that part of the story that threw me into another like well why did I mean you there's also a leap of faith I'm I'm a big believer <laughs> every time you walk into a movie you and you want to sit down and watch it you've made a decision and hopefully mm-hmm. that decision is to see this through to mm-hmm. to at least give the filmmaker an opportunity to prove its internal logic of the story. Yeah. And that, I think yeah. that's, this does this beautifully. It just does such a wonderful job with it.
1: Well, thanks, Mike. I mean, I, I I do, I completely agree with you, like this leap of faith idea with films. And that's, you know, honestly, like what I love about sort of sitting down, turning the lights off, really getting involved in a movie or going to the theater and like putting yourself fully into something, especially with a filmmaker that you really trust and actors that you really like and trust. Film, is and can be art and art is communication and I think in this way that like you can feel like you're truly talking to these filmmakers and artists through the screen and what they're saying you know through these characters and whatnot that to me is also sort of this like really magical thing and like as a filmmaker make people trust you and feel that they are in good hands and it's not that I have a ton of movies or a big, you know, following. So like a lot of people who are seeing linoleum, I've never seen any of my other stuff and, and that kind of thing. And that's totally fine. But within the first couple of minutes, really grab them and make it feel like their time is worthwhile. I mean, this isn't giving anything away, but literally within the first two minutes of the movie, a Chevy Corvette falls from the sky and like lands in the middle of suburbia right next to Jim Gaffigan. It kind of kicks off this whole storyline. And, you know, that I think kind of grabs a lot of people, uh, right off the bat. And, and I like that. I think it's a nice kind of little moment to way to start things off, I guess. You I,
0: I love that. I love the way it starts. And to your point, when a filmmaker does something like, like this, your, your signal, to the audience is you gotta be ready for anything. A right. car <laughs> falling out of the sky is, is basically you telling us, okay, if you're in for this part, if you want to hang around, this is what kind of where we're going to end. We're going there.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, here's the, yeah, we're throwing you in the deep end right off the bat, you know, like.
0: Well, well, then, and then right after that, we follow it up with when um, he tells his family. Right. No one believes him. No. So it starts as sort of this discombobulation of Cameron and his relationship to Aaron and Nora, Nora, and uh, to everybody, I mean, to these people that he knows and loves and trusts. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, Mm -hmm. well, I do, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Colin West, he is the uh, director of a wonderful film, truly wonderful, called Linoleum, and it will be out i will we'll get to the particulars it's coming out in february it's being february released. 24th yeah 24th we have a date okay good yes. february 24th It's being released through shout studio um there and uh you know that's a great platform they're a great they're you know mystery science theater yeah you know, you know anybody who's who's in totally. with them is, is okay in my in my yeah sense.
1: they're known for some pretty great things and I'm, yes. I'm excited to be with them for sure and and yeah they're giving us a great little theatrical run for a few weeks and then we're going to be heading to streaming so uh very excited
0: so february 24th okay terrific well you you mentioned ria Seahorn and caitlin nakon and so many everybody's great in it jay walker uh, tony shalhoub is wonderful yeah. uh michael ian black who is a favorite of mine from so many oh, yeah. interesting projects oh let's not forget amy hargraves and others who are in the film and that's another strength of the film everyone who's in it has their moment and has and they bring a a little bit of seasoning to each part of the story
1: (laughs) seasoning that's a great way to put it I love I love that that it's like because it is sort of such a layer cake of a of a movie so yeah each each sort of flavor of these characters because they're all pretty like especially like Tony Shalhoub's character Amy Hargraves Michael Ian Black's characters like you know they're really like feeding into this bizarre world that Cameron is now a part of. And like I think they really, I think all of them really had a, a kind of a fun time playing off Jim and playing off idea of the world that is kind of a, a click off from reality and kind of leaning into that. So it was it was really great to work with all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I I do want to just kind of run through some of Jim's uh work in the past. I mean, how for people who, who may know the name but aren't that familiar with him some of his previous work includes and he's been known for for comedy and he's a stand up mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. does and he does drama he's done law and order he's done some other things here that uh,
1: he's pretty prolific guy I I kind of don't understand how he's able to have five kids and do all that he does I mean his his wife is also really incredible and uh, she came to set a couple of times as well uh with some of their kids and actually two two of Jim's sons are in the movie uh which is kind of a nice little tidbit so
0: okay um, yeah he's yeah. he does a podcast w- with his family basically I think he does mm-hmm. kind of a, a family chaotic family yeah. podcast sort of, <laughs> sort of thing right yeah uh, if, if you've seen him you you know him uh, from from just uh from yeah from his stand-up he's he's had a number of stand-up specials on things like HBO and Netflix and things. So yep. um, he's wonderful, just a wonderful cast. Um yeah, and uh, Tony Shaloub is one of those people who can who can be in a film for a very short period of time and leave an impression.
1: Feel the show, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, he's it's
1: great. funny because we his his scene actually or I should say he he has two scenes in the movie. That's
0: right. But
1: in the script that was all one scene. So we ended up actually splitting that scene in half and sort of spreading it out. And then we even sprinkled some some tidbits in with him at the very end of the movie. So we we really like squeezed that lemon of, of him in across the whole, you know, cake, as it were. Um, to uh to because it was such a such a great part of like his energy is just so, so sort of wonderful.
0: Well, he's a he's an actor who can do drama very effectively. Mm-hmm. And then he can be in about, the first time I ever saw Tony was in Quick Change was a uh, Bill Murray, right. yeah. First time I ever saw him, and one of my favorite independent films of all time is Big Night, and he was absolutely spectacular in that. So yeah, big shout out to Tony Shalhoub for his absolutely. Work. In terms of this did very well at South by Southwest. I think uh, it's had a festival run as in preparation for um, its theatrical release an award I believe you won an award at South by Southwest we've
1: gotten a a few awards and stuff like that which has been amazing yeah our festival run has been a lot of fun uh we've played at I don't know 25 festivals or something so far and I'm actually out in Palm Springs right now um for the Palm Springs Film Festival with the team so we are very excited for that too
0: oh fantastic a little bit about your background you you this is your I believe second film and um you come out of USC. Film school, is that right?
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I went to graduate school for film um, at USC. And before that, my undergraduate is actually in fine arts, painting and sculpture and some new media stuff. And so I I grew up like as a kid, like high school kid, really loving film. And actually two of my producers on Linoleum, we all graduated from high school together. So we're still making silly movies to this day, you know, and and working together, which is pretty incredible.
0: What do you call your production company?
1: Oh, mine is Subsequential. Subsequential, Uh, okay. Yes. And uh, my my other producer, Chad, has Brain Scratch Productions. Um, So Chad Simpson and Chad Harbold. And um, yeah, we all went to school together. We made goofy movies, you know, growing up in high school and kind of kept in touch through the years and all got into, stayed with film, stuck with film. And um, here we are today, so.
0: Colin West, I congratulate you on this film. It's just that it is a very winning film for a lot of reasons and it looks great the pacing the editing everything about it is just uh, very well done excellent stuff so thanks mike well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for the film Linoleum. As you said, February twenty fourth being released uh, theatrically. You're out at Palm Springs for the film festival, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy your time there. Thank enjoy, you so much, Mike. Yeah, enjoy this. Uh, you know this ride you're on with Linoleum, and uh, many thanks to you for coming on the program.